them come. This is their fate. All right. Oh, let me do my Birdman. <laughs> all right. All right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay. Here are my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Got a quite a few topics for today. So I uh, want to get right into it. Make sure we're not keeping you for the longest of times. Um, Jalen, Josh. Update the people, what y'all been doing, what y'all been playing, how y'all been, life is, life is great, what y'all, is it, is it bad? Let the people know. Man, take it away, my boy. Uh, shoot, everything good. Uh, boy passes board exams, so I'm good, certified, don't at me, no, I'm just fine. No, nah, but I'm good. Everything's smooth. I'm done with school. I passed on board exams, so I've been having time to not do nothing. Super blessed. Um, I like to thank the committee, and I just want to. Uh, <laughs> what committee? Uh, thank the committee. And a friendship committee, man. What would I be without y'all? <laughs> yeah, I guess I get it. But, uh, yeah, that, and really, I've been trying to do something different, so I've been like, Actually playing games. I just bought Watch Dogs too. Don't say nothing to me about, about me buying it the whole game. It's only five dollars. Like, and I wanted to play it, so I'm playing it. I'm actually playing the game. So that's that's a good deal. Yeah. How many yeah, missions you complete yet? Yeah. Uh, I got to the part where I ran into the dude you ran into at the beginning of the game. Oh, okay. So you talked to him again. Got you. So you kind of like getting introduced to the gang and like right or not the no. You're talking about the bunhead guy. Uh, the, the CEO dude. Yeah, the bunhead. Yeah, okay, I got you, got you. Yeah, so I, I felt like that's... Like 30%, 40% maybe? 30? Yeah, it's something. It's, it's a significant event, so I'm like, yeah. all right, that, they usually try to space these events out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good, that's good. I see you out here, my boy. Getting yeah, that's the game. <laughs> I figured I'd make y'all proud, man. Yeah, make us proud. Play that game. He's like, yeah, I got some interest in it. That was back in 2015. No, that was that was a while ago. But now you get into it, man. It took, him, it took him a while, but you know, that man finished what he started. Better late than never. Better late than never. That's right. And next thing you know, he gonna finish your coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that game cooked, bro. That game is cooked, bro. I, if it don't catch me in the first 10 minutes or like good 30, 40 minutes, I ain't going to play it all the way through. So that game. I mean, it, he played it more good. than that. You played yeah. a while. Yeah, I played oh, I for did. a minute. I just stopped playing for a little bit and I, I kept having to find myself to find where I was at in a walkthrough uh, to help me know where to go in the next spot. And I'm just kind of like, uh, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. All right, well, uh, good update. Finally, good, good to hear from you. Good, to get to know that you're actually doing the uh, you playing some games for our gaming podcast. Uh, what about you, uh, Josh? And I've been I've been doing the most out here completing. Oh games my god! Right. Oh yeah, I forgot about you, Mister. Run run it up. <laughs> Go ahead. Let, let them know. Yeah, I got a bunch of games on my uh, backlog that I'm trying to get through. Um, went back to Sekiro. Uh, yeah, completed that this week. Uh, I I enjoyed it. But we might talk about. 
uh, well, we got a lot to talk about, but maybe we'll touch on it. I, I enjoyed it more once I actually fully understood what you suppose how you su how they want you to play the game. Yeah. Because uh, before it, it really just wasn't clicking. I, I felt like, the, you know, I, I felt like I was doing my best. I, I understood everything, but it was just like punishing. But once I understood, like, they want you to use different abilities and blah, 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 uh, it was a lot more enjoyable. Um, I finished Horizon this week and the Frozen Wilds. Oh, the Frozen Wilds, too? Wow. Yeah. But, I mean, still, main story of Frozen Wilds is still shorter. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, But, I I don't know, I think I like Frozen Wilds a little more just because it was more focused story and I thought it was... Well, Horizon overall is just, of course, one of the prettiest games ever made. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Frozen Wilds was prettier just because, I don't know, the environment. Uh, the snow effects. Oh, yeah. It yeah, the really, snow and the sunlight nice. and everything looked really nice. Uh, it was it was okay. Uh, it was never my like style of game because I'm kind of over open world games. But mm-hmm. uh, it was okay. I'm at least interested in seeing the sequel. And I'm uh, halfway through God of War. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's I'm good. That's good. I do over the next few weeks. Get yeah, week, get these games. I never asked you like why. What what made you want to like start to just push, you know, push out some completions for these games? Um, maybe you'll touch on it. But um, yeah, kind of the same thing. When he said that he going back to Sekiro, I said, all right, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna fight you and shit. <laughs> so. I played that game totally wrong throughout the entirety mm. of the game. So when I got to um, whatever his name, it's like Ishin, 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 yeah. Ishin. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, when I got to him, I was very under leveled. I didn't only could get hit twice, and I didn't have like any of the. Um, I didn't have most of the prosthetic tools that would help the fight be easier. So I'm locked out of pretty much a lot of. Sp- places once you get to that fight yeah. obviously he's the final boss so it becomes even more like do i want to go grind or do i just want to learn how to play him so that's what i did it took me like six hours um but i learned every phase and i whooped him. <laughs> um yeah. it was very is very nice to beat him but you know it just it didn't feel like like i said i didn't play the game the right way it didn't feel like the um, it was like a weight off my shoulder. I was like, I just wanted to get him out the way, but it wasn't like an accomplishment because I felt like if I probably would have played it the way it was supposed to be played, I probably would have beat him a long time ago. I just didn't do that. Yeah. So that means and I didn't engage with the mechanics as I should have and kind of you're, you're losing out on that experience of the game, I suppose. I say that that is the fault of the game. Cause like, I bounced off of it, and probably a lot of other people bounced off of it, just because like their games are always like not well explained and things like that. But that game is a lot worse, whereas it's a lot of mechanics that are not good mixed in with like it being secretive about stuff. Like there's no reason they should lock you out of certain merchants and things like that or certain areas once you get to the end of get to a certain point in the game, because it's not like they even tell you. Um, you can't go past, you know, go back past this point. Um, and then, like I said, in the beginning, I felt like the prosthetics were useless. They cost um, ammo and all, all types of stuff, and they don't do a lot of damage. So 
But once you actually get to a certain point in the game, it, it becomes a lot easier. You get enough health that you can, like, not worry about getting one shot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just playing out all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, Jalen, you kind of played it the same way I did. Um, and it was it was very much so annoying. Um but I mean, I got through it. Whatever. <laughs> it, I end up beating it. It just that um, I probably would have had more of a fun if I would have did if I would have did it a different way. So that's pretty do much. Do y'all like? Oh. Do y'all like that? Um, that combat? Because like I know people love Bloodborne yes. and Bloodborne's combat. Um, I feel like I like Sekiro's combat a lot, but I feel like in that game maybe it was like. I don't know if the game was too long or like they they push. They pushed you. I, I guess they overdid it. Yeah, they overdid yeah, they it you in that game. In a lot yeah, of they, ways. Um, but I like the combat a lot. So if I was hoping that in Elden Ring they would have like some of the mechanics, just like yeah. you know, get this weapon you could parry. But they didn't. They didn't bring it back. But I would still be interested in seeing like another game with similar combat, but maybe like fleshed out in other ways so you only thing you're gonna feel like you have to parry every single thing i think sekiro um once you step back and replay it you probably have more fun than you played the first time through because you know more you understand more and you're able to sense their their attacks so that game was truly like the very first that made you feel like you was an actual um you know, I wouldn't, I guess they're not samurais. They are samurais, right? Shinobi. They're shinobis. Um, it made you feel like you really had to time your attacks properly. And it probably would, it probably would, um, really translate well. Maybe not because this is like so much, but maybe it translate to a nice VR game because you're kind of like, <laughs> that is all you're doing. You're literally. you're timing different hits and attacks so maybe you push forward to do like your um mccurious counter or or you you just move the the sword in a certain way in order to start doing the parries and like trying to um to deflect um but Mm -hmm. those satisfaction from coming from deflecting you ain't gonna get that nowhere else like if you're, you're really playing a different game um that deflection timing is so freaking addicting that you always want to reflect everything that come your way so it um makes it feel more of a like a true battle versus um just you know pushing a button because you're like i'm finna i'm finna time these frames i'm boy i'm about to i'm about to cut you up so it and then it give you that satisfying (laughs) you know death blow where you're like all that work just paid off boy you did all that all that moving and jumping and all that shaking but i'm sitting here with with just deflecting and and i'm on your head so it mm-hmm. always felt rewarding to win in that game. It just felt like overload. Um, and the way I play games, I like to try to tend to beat them in a, in a sitting. I don't want to come back to it more than once because then I forget mechanics. I get rusty and I have to try and mm-hmm. do it all over again, just like I did with Inshin. But um, um, that game, it's like sometimes you might need a break or you might need to figure out the core mechanics and truly experience explore it um but it felt so punishing to explore in that game sometimes that it was just like if i get off the beaten path yeah, and every... i go run around here 
maybe it's going to be even harder enemies and I just, I'm going to get KO. So I don't want to explore. It made me feel like, um, you know, it made me feel like I just need to stay on a beaten path and I can get through it because you literally only got one sword. You don't have upgrades. Um, those, those, those upgrades are, um, so you don't have many upgrades. They, they're not necessary, but they are very, very much so helpful when you get to the end game. So, yeah, because you run into a random enemy and be fighting them for two hours and get tilted. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's what kept happening to me. Like, I can't beat Genitro. Um, the, I ran out of the seeds to fight the old lady, and I thought, like, I gotta go farm him. Mm-hmm. And he run into a random, like, mini boss, and then I can't parry the, the dudes with the spears because they keep killing me. <laughs> and yeah. I, So I give up. Um, but, yeah, once you, like, get used to the mechanics and, like, Mercury counters like it's a very short time to do it, but once you learn how to do it, um, like you just get really good at it. Because I, I this time when I started over, I decided like, all right, I need to know Mercury counter, so I'm gonna spend ten minutes on the training do and just only mm-hmm. keep doing that for ten minutes. And like once I got it, it was like no issue anymore. But you know that's a different type of mindset versus you know you playing God of War or Devil May Cry, you just want to go in and fight and dodge. Yeah, and it don't really work like that. Um, well, you you can do it, but you have a much harder time. And I guess what I did like about it is the prosthetics are, I don't know, they I like the prosthetics a lot, but the ammo and a lot of other reasons I feel like they're not prominent enough that they should be. Like I wish you just had free access to them, and without having to worry about ammo, like maybe just make it a little cool down. Yeah, because they all have really good effects on certain enemies. Like my problem is that I thought it was supposed to be good in every fight, but they're they're really super specific to certain enemies. Like the the axe, of course, is good against the um the shield dudes, but the what is it? The shuriken is good against certain bosses. Like you can knock the butterfly lady out the air with it, or. Mm-hmm. The, the umbrellas are good in a bunch of fights, um, especially against the ghosts. Or and like once you actually get all the tools, it's really useful. And like for me, the boss was the final boss was kind of easy. Like I still fought him a bunch, but it, was, it became easy because like oh, I mastered the first two phases. In these last two phases, I got this you know teleport tool uh, that helps me get out of the lightning. So I even, so I can parry the lightning if I want to. Mm-hmm. Or I can just teleport out the way and don't gotta worry about it. <laughs> right. So yeah, like I said, it it more so taking uh taking that stuff that they you know provide throughout the game and using it, but it's really trying to figure out how to get to that stuff and understanding that exploring is key and um, even if it is punishing, so that's, that's something you want to do. I on um other hand, like I said, kind of sped through it, but. Um, just to move it um, forward here, we wanted to talk about um, Ubisoft, some of the things that they're doing over there. Um, they had a pretty big showing for Skull and Bones. I'm not sure if you, you guys even remember this game, but it was a game that was announced quite a while ago, like right after Black Flag, I think. Um, and literally it went dark. Um, and for it to come back with this, we had discussed discuss. So um I think we were all seeing some portion of those 
the showing, right? Jalen, Josh, yeah. y'all both seen something about it, right? Yeah, I actually spent like 30 minutes watching them. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Um, so, Skull and Bones is an open world ship game. It's kind of trying to take black flag elements and expand upon that. You're going to be going to outposts. It's kind of a more um, modernized Sea of Thieves to say. I mean, like graphics and like um, capabilities. Um, I'm not sure if it's like fully fleshed out as Sea of Thieves. I don't play Sea of Thieves, but what Skull and Bones is trying to do is capitalize on it, that massive multiplayer online um, service and add in their take on that for a ship-based crew game where you can create a crew uh, and um, kind of take your take your um, helms to the streets or to the sea. Um, let's talk about let's talk about core mechanics first: ship customization, combat. Um, when I played Black Flag, what I loved about Black Flag was the ability to board ships um the ability to say oh, i want to take this crew on head to head real quick i don't want to just blow them out the sky um i want to actually get in there and i want to use my sword i want to kind of fight um i thought that was really fun i thought it was really cool mechanic and i thought skull and bones was going to expand on that mechanic more than the ship fights um, ship fights weren't that interesting. You just was running around in a circle multiple times, just trying to get your lining and uh, aiming together. And then you would just try to shoot them and break down their ships. It was fun taking out the smaller fleets and then, you know, boarding the big fleet to kind of take over. And that's that pirate feel, I suppose. Um, Skull and Bones opted to not have any on, um, no, any, any sort gameplay at all. It's all ship combat. Um, I don't know if that was a good idea because one of the elements that I enjoyed about that was really the ship, con like really using swords. So um, that was one of the things that kind of was like, mm, that's that's a miss. You should have you should have included that. But what was some of the things I guess that y'all saw that stuck out to y'all? Um, that was one for me. I can't say one positive. It looks like they're trying to make it fun um i don't know if it's coming across that way to be honest with most people and how they took it um at least they're it seems as if they're excited for the game but they're always excited for their games i just don't know if it's going to resonate well um but yeah um let's talk let's talk about combat customization what's your thoughts on that and anything that you guys have that you that's unique or want to talk about but that you saw yeah um so i'll i'll go like uh like you said it was announced a while ago because they they were taking ship combat out of the assassin's creed game so they were gonna make a separate game and people were like okay cool that's good because i still like this and then you can continue on do the separate thing with assassin's creed um and so on paper i think it's a good idea uh, because that 
it was a fun portion of the game for me like i enjoyed it in like assassin's creed 3 because i didn't play black flag but uh i played it in 3 and i liked the ship combat and i felt like they could have added more to make it like fully uh fleshed out and fun mm-hmm. um so for this it, it could be fun like exploring the sea um attacking other ships uh and since it's multiplayer you know random people can pull up on you and like you fight over loot or attack you stuff like that and so like it could make a fun dynamic to the game mm-hmm. but like you said i think that the the ship combat on its own i don't know for me i'm not that interested in just the ship combat on its own i would rather be in like a full pirate game like yeah obviously they're a sea of thieves but it's like a it's its own like i don't know role-playing thing where it's more about like community and stuff and not like a fully i don't know i guess it is fully fleshed out but their their goals are a lot different um with what you do in that game versus something like you know a multiplayer assassin's creed pirate game which was the i think the original idea behind it um yeah so not being able to jump on ships and stuff like that for me i was thinking like is it seems like you can walk around towns and go to shops and stuff but you know what else like are there caves to explore and like you know go in and get loot and like you take that loot back to your ship like that's what you do in sea of thieves like you go into a cave you get the loot and bring it back to your ship and um, if there's no that... like on on land combat that seems weird so that's why i was confused yeah. by like not having you know the ability to board ships and kind of have that type of combat um, mm-hmm. I do think that they extensively try to make the ship combat better, and that's that's enough of an interest to me to be able to kind of move around your ship in the actual individuals on the ships and try to you you know individually use this weapon versus this weapon. They're basically allowing for you have tank classes, you have health. I don't mm-hmm. even think you got health classes, but it's like it feels as if you dare they want you to kind of run different multiple different uh, types of um ships. Like you have your yeah, your ship that's faster classes. but it doesn't have a lot of, you know, um it can't take much damage. You got a tank but it moves slower and then you have these things they want you to fill into these different classes. Um and I don't know if that um I mean, that, that makes it balanced when it comes to fighting ships. You can spot a ship that's faster. Like, hey, I could probably take that on. I'm a, I'm a big tank or something like that. I just I just would rather also still have that, um, that chance to beat a bigger ship like that. And I feel like that all comes down to that combat and really fleshing that out, the, the, the hand-to-hand or the, the sword-to-sword combat. Um, because even if I'm outnumbered, I could possibly board a different ship um, and take on something like that, but I know that's a lot of mechanics to deal with, especially stealing people's ships, you know, and mm. you know taking them, taking their ship, and using that to fight the next combat and like turning it against them. That sounds so much fun to me, like like trying mm. to, to hold on a crew and we just running on board other people's ships, taking them, killing other people with them, and then going back in our own ship. Like um, that sounds yeah. fun, but it's kind of like that aspect of it is not there so i really want to get more information on the game before i judge it too harshly and that's why i'm kind of just you know staying reserved as in um they they look like they're interested in making a good game and that that's all that matters to me to give it some type of time of day um 
the ship combat for wasn't me, like terrible. So I want to see if you know, even if they don't got like all like fully fleshed out like sword combat and stuff, I want to see more all of their mechanics that they've had over the Assassin's Creed games because like. Mm-hmm. I think Black Flag was the peak of the ship combat, and the other games they they had ship combat, but it was different. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you use fire and stuff on the other ones, but in Valhalla you can like, and and they have bases or you know castles that you attack in this one, but having some element of like, I don't know you you blow open the gate the castle and then your crew run in there and take stuff, you know, it, just having a it seems like a fully ship to land combat even if you're not necessarily fully deep as like the Assassin's Creed games that would be nice yeah but even if it's just strictly ship combat having more interesting um stuff to do in the sea is good like I think in the first trailer they show like your ship getting attacked by like a kraken or something and from these recent trailers they haven't shown any stuff like that Mm-hmm. But like having stuff to do in the open world, like multiplayer wise, because like of course you can always do PvP combat, you know, three on three or, or however many ships are out there. But having random events in the sea that you can use to test, like your, like you said, your build or your your team's uh, abilities, fighting. Like I guess you know they just have like a strong ship. But having just weird stuff in the sea, like ghost ships and giant mm-hmm. monsters and stuff like that, can make it be even more interesting because they can be rare, you know, events. Uh, events, yeah. Now I know they said they're going to have community events that you can join in, kind of like Final Fantasy or like um, New Diablo mm-hmm. that's coming out, where you can have like big events that occur. You can take them on, uh, which seems really cool too. But um, I, it really truly feels like they're um, they're trying. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, Jalen, which did you have any thoughts or something that you saw that that stuck out to you? Uh, not spe- it's not specifically. Um, <laughs> I just watched it. Uh, I didn't feel like I was like super interested. Uh, I felt like Ubisoft games they always got like this. Um, it's like. They multiplayer games got like this like similar like baseline, but they just try to do like different um different mediums, I guess, but they all mm-hmm. seem similar to each other. Um and I didn't I didn't realize when they didn't have a sword combat because like I say, the video you sent me was like an hour some change long. I watched like thirty minutes of it. And I didn't re- I did see like a little bit of the ship combat and stuff like that, but I didn't know it wasn't like any sword combat or so I thought stuff might change a little bit. I was honestly expecting to see a little bit of um I ain't gonna say exactly like four hundred gameplay, but maybe something. Cause it's like swords and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's Ubisoft, so I thought they was gonna you reuse some assets and stuff in the game or whatever. Which would have been okay, but I mean like I ain't never been a pirate and stuff before. But um other than that though, man, I don't I don't really got no opinion and stuff on the game and stuff. If I looked at a little bit of the customization and stuff like that, it wasn't like it like wowed me. I think the biggest thing it seemed like I was thinking it'd be similar to like not similar but kind of closer to like the Destiny experience and stuff like that, where you like with your boys and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I like I said, I ain't go too too deep into it and stuff like that to actually understand um, 
how the multiplayer and everything will work and stuff. So, but like I said, it just seem like a Ubisoft yeah. multiplayer game through a different medium. That's fair because I I feel like they have really good ideas in their multiplayer games, but for different reasons in each game, they're not fully realized for me. Mm-hmm. Like I really like um, For Honor. Like when it came out, like I I think the combat was interesting because like there were no other games with that type of combat and it was still multiplayer. So I felt like we got on and played a lot um, and which, you know, we don't really play what multiplayer melee games, but the overall package probably was lacking with different things like progression and uh, balance that made it like certain people fall off. Obviously the game is still around. It's probably still popular in some communities, but I don't know. Ubisoft games, I feel like they need a little bit more than what time or money or whatever than they get to actually mm-hmm. uh, hit to like a level like a Destiny. Obviously, you know, Destiny's the, the best, but they could do a little bit more in all of their games, and it seems like they don't. So same thing with this. We we wish there are other things in it. It might still be fun, and people will probably play it a lot, but I don't know. Um I don't know why their games feel like un not finished or you know just lacking lacking in area. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, that that and that's where people were having big gripes about it looking still look like black flag and they like the graphics don't look like up to par for a game this size and the game that's been missing for so long. Um I'm okay with the graphics looking the way they are, honestly. If the gameplay is solid, I'll still play it. Um graphics are important to for presentation and getting buy-in but it's not the end-all be-all most times um but especially for these larger bigger games where um like i'm sitting here playing risk of rain 2 and i'm having the most fun i played in the game in a while and that's not something spectacular it's just a gameplay that's fun and engaging so it's really about that um element to kind of keep me moving push the envelope forward so uh um it's out November 8th. They have some live tests that people can register for us. So check that out at skullandbonesgames.com slash live. It's coming out on Xbox, PS5, PC, USB, Ubisoft Connect, Stadia, and Luna, um, which is interesting to see Stadia. I think they have a partnership with them to force them to make their games still on Stadia. But uh, <clears throat> that's Skull and Bones. That's the segment. Um but we still have some more Ubisoft information or Ubisoft news. So Ubisoft did their whole decommissioning thing. I'm not sure if you guys remember or were aware, but they decommissioned a lot of DLC games um, and games in on Steam. Uh, mm-hmm. DLC content, I'm sorry, in games on Steam. The good news is that we have some new clarification that the Ubisoft Steam games um, will remain playable despite the warning, but the DLC is what will not be available anymore. I'm not so... I don't really care about the... Was that the... The games? The oh, most ahead. updated one? Yeah, that was the most updated one on... on the, that came out to admit today, so... Because, uh... I thought... Well, I don't know if they clarified it or not, because, um... We saw that initially, but then Liberation specifically what has a tag on it that says it won't... It will be no longer to access in September... Right, September first of twenty two to Yeah, so you can still play it if you have it downloaded. Because it has two notices. Like you can't buy this game anymore 
and then after September, you will no longer be able to access this game. Right. Um, it will not be accessible, uh, accessible, and it won't be played playable at all. Will actually be able to access affected games, as stated. The future current owners for the of those games will be able to access, play, and re-download them. So our teams okay, are working yeah. with partners to update this information across all storefronts, and are also ex assessing all available options for players who will be impacted when these games online services are decommissioned on September first. So, from my understanding, that's what they're saying. That Ubisoft senior corporate communication manager Jessica Roach. Uh, said okay. this so um i'm assuming that's accurate but basically um they would be able to continue to download it's just that the dlc inference stuff will not be able to be down uh to be um mm -hmm. be if be able to be played so um i didn't really care about the you know ubisoft stuff i don't really care about the games like that but i i guess it was interesting from my standpoint of this whole digital age right and ability for companies to not no longer support um, or de even decommission games on Steam, which is very weird to me. There's games very old on Steam that's not been decommissioned yet. Um, for some reason, this game has. I'm just, I, I don't understand the, I'm confused by the decommissioning unless there's like another available game out there that's like a remaster or whatever. Um, it doesn't make sense. Um, but what also is interesting is that the DLC, I'm not sure if this is online stuff or not, um, is not going to be accessible. Um, so the, you, you got Ubisoft to be better understanding of that. Cause I don't. Yeah. Cause, uh, remember all Ubisoft games, they go through Uplay, uh, even if you're on console, it, it connects to Uplay for all their purchasing, uh, and stuff like that. But a lot of the older games, specifically like Assassin's Creed, the DLC had to be activated on Uplay. So you you got the code or whatever on the the sheet of paper with the disc, but you still have to activate it and download it through Uplay. So all of the games like Assassin's Creed 2, Black Flag, and all the older ones, you're not going to be able to access the DLC even if you own the DLC. Um, I don't remember which games had like extensive DLC that you paid for. But uh, the point is, you'll no longer be able to access them because it won't connect to Uplay anymore because they're getting rid of the the online functionality of it. Um, and so that that sucks uh, for those games. Me personally, like I said, I don't remember any DLC specifically that's like I would be missing out on. Mm -hmm. But um, like you said, for the bigger picture, it sucks because there are a lot of games on Steam that still use third-party launchers like uh, Uplay and Origin and EA and all that stuff. And for me, like I haven't bought any of those games on PC specifically for those reasons. Because like yeah. even if I want to play, you know, Assassin's Creed on the Steam Deck, you got to go through this third-party launcher. It takes a lot to set up, and then they can just disable it for whatever reason and now I can't play my game or I don't have support to play the game anymore because they want to turn it off. And like for Steam it feels especially weird because like it's already going through this store that you're you know I'm I'm putting my money in Steam so I can play it on Steam, but I still have to have a separate account to access your game. 
and if you disable it, I no longer can play the game. Even though they're saying they're trying to avoid situations like that, it's just still annoying and like uh, not consumer friendly uh, for that reason. Um, and I feel like there should be workarounds. Like even if you turn off the servers, Steam has a backup or something. But I feel like they gotta go through work to do that, and they're not gonna do it. Um, but it, yeah, at this point, I just I wish all games on Steam. Even if they have like a separate launcher or third party, whatever, it has to function like completely through Steam, so you don't have to worry about them cutting off access. Gotcha. So I mean, that's great to hear because I never, I didn't have an understanding of how that worked, and essentially, was not, it's not the game that's being the commission. It's like the services that are used could connect to the game, and sometimes those games and the games that you buy it says you need to which is great because i always avoid them you need a separate launcher to play this game most of the time i'd be like okay i'm not buying it well and that's um that's good to know because i don't have many of that in my library i don't have any actually unless they're free um Mm -hmm. so that's and like you said with this nasa creed ones i don't i don't know what's what's being lost but like if you think about it some games are weird because like um for example mass effect uh legendary edition when you um you start the game and mass effect one is already downloaded in order to download the other two games um you have to like start the game and then select to download the game while it's already open and so that's going through like their online system like verify whatever and then start downloading and if that game ever lost like server functionality are you even going to be able to download the other games or or not because they're provided as one package and the other ones are partly dlc and so it just makes it weird with mm-hmm. some games that you're not even gonna be able to access anymore uh, same thing on console some games do that where you gotta uh, launch it and then do it but it's usually like ubisoft activision ea they're they're usually the problem in the situation because <laughs> they just stop supporting games for no reason. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think that's at least I mean a little bit less impactful as I thought it would be, but um, it's definitely still a concern, and it's definitely something to be on the radar or be be on the lookout for because yeah, um, it's. It's just a weird times, I guess, especially when everything is going digitally. I enjoy buying digital games now. Um, I don't, I, I don't like it for my pockets, but I enjoy it for the sim, you know, the the simplicity of it. And um, I also need to revisit Steam games because I I really I very much so have still a lot to buy, and <laughs> I need to uh, take back what I said about Steam sales not having nothing because even if there isn't nothing for you, there's plenty for others. So. Um, I did want to clear that up a little bit, but um, overall, I think I've bought a lot of games over time, and I think I'm 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 um, zoning myself out of the market. And but I was able to find quite a bit of games that I really still wanted to play, and for a very decent price that normally had a larger mock-up. And um, I missed out on a few, um, but that's okay. Uh, but moving on to the next topic, I wanted to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, they had a pretty big um, weekend box office. They had $143 million in North America and $159 million uh, internationally, totaling up to $302 million over the weekend. 
that's a pretty decent number, um, especially when Thor Ragnarok only did um, 123. Um, and, the, and, and, and so what I guess my my take on Love and Thunder, because I've seen half of it. Um, I'm not going to go into that story, but I've seen half of the movie. <laughs> um, I still enjoyed the half that I saw. And um, I don't want to kind of go over a review of it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone because it's still new. But what I will say is that it, it the critics are being a little too harsh sometimes. Um, I, I guess we're in this era now where it's okay to, you know, poop on Marvel movies because everybody thinks they trash now. Um, even if Doctor Strange was good, people for some reason felt as if it was bad. But these numbers tell me otherwise. These numbers tell me people are going back to the movies. People are actually enjoying the movies. People are actually going to watch the movies. And this is something that they're doing. So if it's if it's beating 2017 Thor Ragnarok, obviously the name recognition and the, and the brand alone is, is carrying its weight. So... I don't really see the problem, you know, um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much what I wanted to say about Thor. But did you, did you have anything, Josh or Jalen about Thor numbers or the, your thoughts on, uh, movie theaters and people getting back to them? Man, when you going to see a Jalen, I know you say you liked, uh, like Thor, uh, before he, he got fat. <laughs> Man, I Y'all gonna be mad at me, but I ain't seen none of the Thor movies. Well, actually, no, no, no. I, I seen the one when they was fighting on that bridge, but I ain't, I ain't finna see that one either, so. No, no it's fine, because, like, um, like you, Deontay said, a lot of people being harsh on it, but I still feel like they're way, these last two Thor movies are way better than the first two. Oh, yes. Um, just because they, you know, it's, I, I didn't care about Thor and about his serious story and stuff like that. So they just decided to be weird and quirky and like funny. And I enjoy that a lot more. At least uh, I know I'm going to get a, a interesting story because this um, I haven't seen, you know, this before because it's going to be weird. Um, and I liked uh, Ragnar Ragnarok a lot. Um, maybe. Oh, my bad. I liked Love and Thunder a lot. Uh, maybe Ragnarok is technically like a little bit better, but uh, Love and Thunder had a lot of unique stuff in it that I enjoyed. Uh, I feel like you said a lot of critics and people are being harsh on it for different reasons. That might be inevitable because Marvel movies became like the most popular movies ever every year. And some people might just get tired of it. And that's fair. Like you may be it's not for everybody, even though it became the most popular um, franchise, technically. Uh, yeah. But I think it was still really good. Um, all the movies are, I can say, at least different. They all have a unique style, unique stuff going on. And so I don't feel like I've seen it before. And like me and you talked about before, Deontay, if you want like more, I guess, intricate storytelling as far as like uh superhero movies there are a lot more options now so you yes. can go see watch the boys and stuff like that and so even if thor isn't uh for everybody uh i feel like there since there's more options you can find what fits you if you want a serious story you go here you go you want a silly story you go here 
you want a story you can watch with the family you go here uh so that's overall good i don't see an issue with like thor coming out and being popular and some people mad about that <laughs> okay. yeah no I, and um i just find it you know interesting so i just kind of wanted to mention it because it's they're still doing well even through this time and, and people are really getting out there, no more masks. Um, and it's, it's now, you know, getting back to normal, normalcy when it comes to like the movie theaters. Uh, so I expect these, these movies to still do well throughout the, the week. Hopefully, um, they continue to do well. I don't, um, I, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is that I guess they, it's it they're just enjoy yourselves i don't know <laughs> i feel like they were criticizing like the weird stuff so um i'm gonna leave it at that enjoy them if you if you if you guys were a fan of ragnarok you're gonna like this movie as well um if you weren't a fan of ragnarok then you're probably not gonna like this movie but it's more of the same but it's a way it's as but it's also telling a different story and in a different way so um check it out but the next thing um that i wanted to talk about was um playstation and uh mark cerny he's out there buying up haven studios and i guess they're investing heavily in r&d and live service games um I don't know what they do. I know that they are a <laughs> company that like was very heavy in cloud gaming. Um, but they already partner with Microsoft to kind of run their cloud stuff. So I guess this is their way of, I don't know what is you did. Do, do, do you do anybody else here know what these people do and why it's a big deal? Um, no, I, I personally, I don't know anything about Haven. I tried to look them up real quick and I didn't see anything of note. Um, I, I think at this point, obviously both, uh, Microsoft and Sony are making strategic investments. Uh, I think Sony is more on the infrastructure side, like they're building, you know, they're thinking long-term and building like what they feel like they need to support their games. Um, so whatever they're doing, whether this is going to support like their cloud gaming um, service like PlayStation Now, or if this is specifically going to be integrated into their their games that they're making, uh, I think they just want it to have like fully in-house um, access to it because uh, I feel like they, you know, Sony is has a good track record with all their studios. And I think that being self-sufficient is a part of that. Um, so whatever happens, I think it'll, it'll be good. Um, I don't think Sony has many online games. Uh, when they bought Bungie. So I'm assuming they're going crazy over there. They're trying to get Paven Studios yeah. to back Bungie in some form or fashion. And they're, if they're talking about their plan to, you know, launched more than 10 live service games by 2026 that ain't far mm -hmm. from here so um yeah. maybe this is to bolster you know um 
Bungie's new IP. Maybe it's to create more. Um, it's to bring back Killzone. Yeah, something like that. I, I think they're gonna have a few different hitters that um could cause them to make this make more sense and why it aligns. They're they're basically um they're putting the time in, the money in, and um I don't know I don't know Haven's track record, so I mean mm-hmm. I don't think Sony ever makes the wrong move in a lot of ways when it comes to studios. Um so we'll see. Uh but yeah, they bought Haven Studios and they're happy about it. So <laughs> we'll see what they do with it. Maybe uh, they'll finally come out the uh, Last of Us 2 multiplayer. The real question is, is y'all playing Bungie next game? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to cap. I'll say yes, because like, it's Bungie and I feel like whatever they make is going to be really good at something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that it has it. It's supposed to be single player, right? Or is it just multiplayer? I I suppose be, I don't know. I don't know nothing about it to okay. be honest. Because like um, you know, if it's multiplayer, hopefully it it can keep me engaged for a long term. Uh, if not, um, I'll le- at least check it out because they're they're a really good uh, studio, one of the best in like the FPS genre. So, what you what you think, Jalen? Gonna bite, you gonna play in Bungie next game? Uh, I mean, it's Bungie, so I probably look into it unless I see something that uh detracts me. But I mean, I, I feel like I'll probably play it because I feel like they probably gonna have all this marketing and you ain't gonna have no choice but to <laughs> play it. <laughs> they gonna eat you up with the marketing? Oh man, like, no, let me just try this game real quick, man. They keep bugging me about playing it. <laughs> They, they they might have they they might have one of their super soldiers right in your midst right now, Mister uh, <laughs> Mister Deontay Mister BCB Universe he might he might nah. he might be a super soldier ready to be unleashed um <laughs> but yeah I'm definitely gonna play it obviously uh but the next thing I wanted to talk about was Halo Infinite um the co op uh the I mean, is this a little too late or is this right on time? I ain't play it because I was like, I'm not going to play this alone. And I might beat it with you, um, Josh, if we got time to like sit down and actually play it. But I just did not find it interesting enough to kind of go through it on my own. Um, but I did want to see where they took the story. Uh, is, is the co-op too a little too late or is it right on time? What you think, Josh? Um... I don't know, because I feel like people, like, the first thing you're going to do with these type of games is play the story, mm-hmm. and Infinite has just been too slow with all of their content. Um, I don't know what took so, I mean, obviously, it's hard work, but I don't know what took them so long for this specifically. Um, it, I would say it's too late for most people, because they already played through the story, mm-hmm. but if it's fun, it's fun, and it's just overall make the package more attractive long-term, but... Uh, this should have been available at launch because, like, this is what you were offering at launch, which is the story. And people expect co-op in Halo because it's always been available. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll play through it again. I don't mind. Like, I enjoy playing it. Um, I haven't looked at all of the uh, updates about the the co-op, but um, 
I don't know. I, I feel like if, if they can just make the co-op fun and make going through the story fun with more than one person, uh, it'd be good. But, Do you think they need to add different elements to, at the launch or co-op to make it more interesting to return? Yeah, uh, I saw some stuff about them updating some rewards or something. Uh, oh. I had to look into it. But yeah, I did everything um, in the story uh except for like tiny few things like you know kill a thousand people or something like that but like i did everything in the story so i didn't i have a reason to go back and if co-op offers something new for me to go back i'll i'll jump into it but judge gotcha. uh you'll see all right well yeah um i think i don't know why that wasn't like the first thought because i don't it seemed like halo doesn't understand its core elements in some in some aspects. It's like, no, the multiplayer wasn't the reason why people were having so much fun. It was like just like a transitional phase. Like people played the campaign together, enjoyed playing the campaign together, and they transitioned into multiplayer, and they kind of enjoyed that too. Um, Halo Infinite, it doesn't feel like a complete patch package for most because they all they do is entertain the the, the multiplayer where they don't flat play that infinite side because there's it's simply um like even even if i was able to play that with you day one i'd probably be more interested in finishing it you know what i'm saying like I, right now mm -hmm. i just don't have an incentive to play it so it kind of makes it feel as if it's like um it didn't exist to me and it kind of makes the game feel less of a full package um full flesh package than what it should have um but yeah i don't know um i maybe maybe it's the lack of just not knowing or wanting to play a halo infinite campaign anymore but i always thought they had big moments um when i when you kind of told me about the lack of big moments i kind of felt like well that's a slight i think these big, huge situations that occur should be fun. Um, fighting the bosses seems to be interesting, so that'd be interesting to kind of get to and kind of have that fun with that. But the 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 the, the in and out of an open world game is just so off my radar at this point that it makes it not make me not want to engage it. Um, but obviously, Halo Infinite. Uh, decide to go that route so we want to see truly what they do with the with this route i mean if you're going to make an open world game it's time to you know incorporate new things bring new elements in and really flesh it out so um i yeah, understand with it know. not being multiplayer at launch i think that hurt the open world because like that's kind mm -hmm. of the benefit of playing like far cry and stuff like that like you can play it alone or if you want you can play with other people and that makes yeah. it more fun yeah yeah, even if you're going around doing task rapid stuff, you're talking, you're having engaging conversations versus just sitting around there doing it on your own. Even if it is, you know, boring tasks, those tasks can turn into fun simply because you're having to. Um, and if you have a really good balance of like difficulty and like spiking the difficulty and stuff, that could be an engagement, engaging time. So um, it's just, you know, plan, planning that stuff out really it could have helped. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got on Halo. Um, I don't know if... I, I think... I, hopefully that's enough to get me back in, but we'll see. Uh, Jalen, you got anything on Halo? Well, outside of uh, the complaints, you know, or anything on the call. <laughs> I know you got some stuff yeah. on Halo. 
No, I I was just uh just correct me if I'm wrong, the campaign the multiplayer came out, then they released the campaign, right? No, the campaign came out well the beta for the multiplayer was a couple yeah. weeks before the campaign and then yeah the game officially launched when they the campaign came out yeah because the multiplayer was accessible and you can like carry over your stuff so that's why i'm thinking about it that way multiplayer came out they was able to do that and then you carried over and then the campaign launched on that day where you can jump into it and then when you jumped into the campaign you were met with the open world and everything uh, okay. I mean, I don't know. As far as the co-op, I feel like it's kind of late. I mean, we're talking about like more than the game came out in November, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah more than six months. It's... It'd be different if they, you know, they want to keep the game alive and stuff like that, and they release other things. Um, I think y'all been saying they have these sorts of events and stuff going on, but I think bringing out the co-op campaign, like. Unless you guys say like it got better like selling points and stuff like that, like you can play the game in this mode or this. I ain't touched the campaign, so I can't speak on it too much. But unless it has something different, some sort of like variation and stuff or um, selling points, like rewards for playing co-op, then I feel like it's it didn't make sense for them to release it at a different time. I mean, a lot of people play Halo and co-op. Like, I mean, that's what I remember doing when I was younger and stuff like that, or even. The last full Halo game I played was like Halo Four and stuff like that. Like co-op campaign was cool. Like you know it's fun. Like all right, let's go play that. But the fact that they released that so late and didn't have access to it, it's just kind of like, I mean, defeats the purpose. Yeah, it defeats the purpose. I mean, because like I don't, I don't really know people, or at least my crowd, I ain't never know people to be like, yeah, I'm finna go play Halo campaign by myself or something like that. Usually people want to play it with friends and stuff. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. It was it was always better, and then they they made it like you get different characters and stuff too. It wasn't like you just walk around with the same character or something like that. Like in Reach, you had your customized character. You can go show your boys like, look what I got. Like this me, and <laughs> and it felt some it felt some sort of like unity because like you had that same character in multiplayer, and you had them in uh, in the campaign and stuff like that. And then like Halo Three, you play with like. Uh, that that would better like the the arbiter, the arbiter and his boys. My bad, I had uh, put my earphone out. But you you play with like different characters and stuff like that, so like it made it feel like a more full experience and stuff like that. At least playing with one other person versus you know. But I don't know. That, that's just my take on it. They should have did that a little bit sooner. I thought that was a little weird when I when y'all said that because I think I asked y'all about like. I remember y'all saying something about the campaign before, and I'm like, well, I ain't never won the game. They probably ran through that campaign or was, like, looking to play it. I remember y'all mentioned something about playing Halo, and then I remember asking y'all, it was like, nah, the co-op ain't here yet. Like, they, they ain't releasing. I just thought that was stupid, but uh, I mean, I guess to, to each his own. Yeah. And somebody made it in the comments made a pretty good thing. It says, I think Halo would have got a worse reception if call of duty vanguard in 2042 wasn't such a bust <laughs> like um do you think they they won they they won by default or do they think they had some good elements key elements in there that kind of helped you know put a pull them up or was it like uh yeah your your competition sucked so you win by default i, I mean I guess. yeah they they kind of did win by default but i feel like it was 
really good like multiplayer release and had a good launch like mm -hmm. it worked um it was fun and things like that even though content was limited like the launch period was good it's just that uh because their other competition didn't really show up <laughs> they didn't have to like do anything else for the next six months and like mm -hmm. it, now it's starting to show like oh well if your competition actually was showing up they would have outshined you over time yeah uh yeah yeah and that's that's interesting to see because of like they don't even have a big competition right now like they're they're gonna they're gonna get it's gonna get crazy when call of duty 2 come out and they ain't got mm -hmm. no answer for that that's why they bought them i suppose that makes sense i buy the competition um as in Microsoft bought Activision. But, you know, interesting to see. But, okay, let's move on to the next topic. Um, Last of Us <laughs> Part 1 Remake. Is it or is it not <laughs> a cash grab? <laughs> um, they're doing a lot. They're, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, me, let me introduce it to the people first. <laughs> uh, they are doing a lot to the game. They're basically taking a lot of the uh under uh they're, they're taking all of the um all of the technology and they're kind of pulling it up to the you know last of us part two standards um <laughs> they're they're making they're making joel look you know similar to last of us part two uh, they're, they're, they're update the eyeballs. We saw the eyeballs. The eyeballs were updated. And, um, yeah. It's 70 bucks for a game that's been re-released more than once. Um, what do you guys, cash grab or no? <laughs> Man, that game tired, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that whole series tired like they just oh my God. like let me just say this bro i know you asked a simple yes or no question or cash grab yes or no but the fact that the last of us one came out uh what ended like summer 2012 or something like that and we had summer 20 uh 22 and it's been 10 years and i feel like i haven't got a break from the last of us is like that, that that's problematic for me so I'm gonna just say it's a cash grab. Like I don't care what y'all doing to that game. Y'all release this game several times. Y'all get all this. Like, bro, just let that game. Like, let me miss the game, bro. I can't even miss the game. Yeah, man, you can't. Like, man, I would, It ain't even on nostalgia, bro. Like, you know, you get that nostalgia, but man, I do kind of. Man, I feel like I ain't got away from that game. Bro. I feel like I'm running from that game. I'm running. You know, the Mario stairs. We ain't got enough stars on uh on Mario 64. That's what I feel like. The music playing and everything. All that. I'm like, bro, I can't get away from this game. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> yeah, but like, like you said, from the first did they go back and do motion cap anything? No, did they not? Did they do anything like that? Um, it. I think it's a cash grab. One, like like Jan said, it is like oversaturation. It's the third time it's coming out in about like 10, 12 years. Um, and in Last of Us Two, like they bring you back to moments in the first game and it's like now you want me to buy it again for 70 dollars to see those moments again but the main thing is that there's less like content 
than it was originally released and you're charging more money. So they updating the character models, but they're not including multiplayer or any other content from that. And like, I know that people liked it and they enjoyed that portion of the game. Okay, uh, you don't want to include the multiplayer because there's multiplayer in Last of Us 2, right? No, it's not out. Like, haven't they delayed the multiplayer in 2 for like over two years now? Um, yes. They haven't, they haven't made an inkling about Last of Us Part 2's multiplayer. Like, they haven't talked about it. Like, it's very bad right now for that. That's because they're going to drag it out, bro. Like, they, they trying to... They trying to have that jump be like, hey, little dog. I'm like, bro, leave it alone. Like, it's not that yeah, deep. Yeah, so, like, I don't That's see why anybody live would... surface games. You're right. They might, they might do pay it on for it. <laughs> because it, you, they ask you for more money. If you already played it, there's nothing new. If you haven't played it, you're still not getting your money's worth for an old game. Like, you're getting a worse package than you did if you bought it 10 years ago. So, it's like, mm. I don't really see the point. Um... I think it's fine for them to upgrade the graphics. Like, I don't personally think it needed it, but, you know, they're talented, make the game look good, and the game will look good. But, like, that's not enough, and I don't think it's worth it. Like, $40 most. Bro, they could have did so much stuff, like, use a resources to, like, whether making this another game, doing something. When, when is the... Naughty Dog made that game. What is the last title that they dropped that wasn't Last of Us related? Um, they just dropped the last the, the the remake for Uncharted. You know the um bundle the, co- the collection. I mean, I, I ain't gonna get started on that. I, I liked it Uncharted a little bit more just because it was like. Well, if you had I the base it. game already, you got it for free. You got the upgrades. Oh, okay. So Whoa. it wasn't as if you had to pay for them, and you didn't even have to have both games. You just had to have one. So that was such a you know win for them, and then to come follow up with this crap, it's like what? Why would you? Yeah, why would you give it away for people that had it on the PS4 for free? Just an upgrade. You get the upgrades, and then you go back and do the same thing for The Last of Us. Maybe charge ten dollars, but you're charging seventy four dollars. Like, bro. Are you insane? Are you Captain Insano right now? But that's what they wanted to do. So, and it's like, like man, they, I I don't even know where to start, bro. Like it's just, <laughs> I, I would just rather Naughty Dog, like you know, people like Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog, boom boom, they they this they cold, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you hear about Naughty Dog, like they they doing numbers, but. Y'all keep making Last of Us. Y'all ain't made no new type game. I mean, y'all made Last of Us two or whatever. I mean, all right, but. I mean, I just felt like they could divide and conquer and do something a little bit better or, like, have some other stuff in the works. I'm not saying that they don't, but the fact that Last of Us keep coming out and, like you said, y'all charged $70 to give us a game that y'all already got. It got less content in it, but y'all just so hell-bent on selling The Last of Us because it's that great of a game. That game is not that great to be keep being remade. Like, it shouldn't be 10 years, and I feel like I haven't got away from The Last of Us, like... It just, I don't know, man. It, I don't know. It, it don't, it don't yeah. make sense, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all really, y'all really pushing it. Like somebody told y'all this game is good, and they heads got big. And like, <laughs> what we doing today, dog? <laughs> for every day for the past ten years, man, we doing more Last of Us, bro. People love it. We doing it, like, like what? I'm just like, bro. I don't know, man. 
Yeah, yeah, I think they're talented and they make good games. Uh, I, like you said, I personally would like to see them do something different than keep re-releasing The Last of Us uh, and Uncharted. They they claim, like, the studio claims, like, this is their first PS5 game and this is their training for their next, you know, PS5 exclusive game. I'm like, all right, that's cool, but it didn't have to be The Last of Us. Or if it was The Last of Us, like, make something new for The Last of Us and not just remake the old game. Man, so they train them by remaking a game that's a safe bet. Man, I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> It's a whole safe bet, bro. Like, I don't know. And and, and the, the thing that irked me, I mean, this is going a little bit on a tangent, but, like, when I was talking about, like, the third-person shooter games and stuff like that, like, um, it, The Last of Us had way too much human enemies and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, I didn't play this game to go play Uncharted. Like, I can play Uncharted if I want to play Uncharted for a cheaper price. And it... Yeah. I like I like Drake better as Nathan Drake as a character better. Not saying that he's a definitively better character. It's just a, a lighter mood and stuff like that. So, but yeah. Anyway, cash grab. Yeah, um, I would have to agree. Um, I, I I think it's a cash grab. I tried to I tried to pretend to be a devil's advocate, but it's, it's nothing in here that kind of shows that this is worth the time. Um. And yeah, it's just not worth seventy bucks. It's the old game. We everybody's played it. Um, I can understand forty, um, but seventy dollars for a game that's missing content—it uh, just doesn't make sense. So, um, cash grab. That is our final answer. <laughs> uh, but the next thing I want to talk about was uh, God of War. Keeping up on the Sony stuff. Um, God of War got a release date out of nowhere. Um, they might have got bullied into it, but I don't know. But it got a release date. Um, it was, and I'm trying to find the release date now. I think it's November 9th. Yes, November 9th for PS4 and PS5. This game is also supposed to be under that umbrella of games that are supposed to be upgradable for um, mm. free. So, if you buy it on the PS4, that's $60, you can upgrade it to the PS5 version for free as soon as the clock strikes the 9th, so 12. Um, you should be able to upgrade it to the um, PS5 version for free. Um, I did the same thing with Horizon, and I'm probably going to do the same thing for this. And you can still buy it digitally, so you don't even have to buy it physically if you don't, if you don't want to get leave the house. So... I'm going to do that. I did that for uh, Horizon. I'm going to do it for God of War. Um, but yeah. Um, it's got a release date. Ooh, it's going to be the game of the year. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, it might not be y'all game of the year. But I'm pretty sure majority of folks, this is going to be game of the year. Um, I just want to talk about how they how they was able to recreate God of War into another top-tier game. It wasn't like that. Obviously, there was better arcade games that had, like, better combat than God of War. God of War was just an angry man, and obviously, it was a lot of more gory and bloody, but it, no way near shape or form was, like, the uh, upper echelon of those types of games. Like, I would, I would hold Devil May Cry uh, in, in higher regard than... God of War in that time. 
and then all of a sudden they made a change they 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 adopted the uncharted <laughs> no nah, it's not that they adopted it they actually did something unique they they did the one camera um it doesn't break I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that again because i like that movie aspect of it it makes it feel like it's a real journey um and i'm interested in seeing how rare it goes but i just want to give them a little praise because um they definitely made nothing out of something they made something out of nothing that's what they did for real for real <clears throat> but what y'all thinking november 8th we picking up I mean, obviously I am, but y'all picking up? Y'all playing? I don't even think nah. Josh... I don't think y'all played the first one. Josh going through it. Jalen, you ain't played the first one, right? Man, I ain't played a God of War game ever. Not one? <laughs> Not one. Hey, man. I don't know what you missing out on. Y'all hear this, man? Nah. Hey, but he played he play Watch Dogs first. That's crazy. But, mm -hmm. um... I was I was always under the impression I'm glad of war was just having all that gore and all that type of stuff in it, so I just never like played it. I mean, I mean, yeah, but not not this one. This one's a little bit more tame, definitely. Yeah, this it's less gory than like The Last of Us. Yeah, it's this is a more of the story about a kid and the son. Um, I mean, a son and a dad. <laughs> I said a kid and a son, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, a son and a dad's journey. I, I don't find this to be any way, shape, or form like the old ones. It can get that way, but more than likely, it's more more so than not, it's meant to kind of tell a journey versus anything. So they don't call for that no more. It don't need to be hyper-violent to um, really get people to um, interested because the story is holding its own. So, um, But the old ones, yes. That was it was arcade. It was the story didn't matter. Nobody really cared about them. Kratos that much. He was just a real tough guy and everybody liked him because of that. But this is totally different. This is like telling a story more of Uncharted style um, and uh, more more along those lines of, you know, building camaraderie and um, going through a, a tough, tough time with with a yeah, family it's... member. It's the last of us. It is. But that's why I said that's why I got the night treatment because yeah, they 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 said we need somebody that can tell a good story and we got the mechanic we got the we got the chops to make a game seem appealing and gameplay or at least um, it's like they said the because the combat isn't the greatest the combat in the game isn't the greatest in my opinion it has a unique style of play um where it's that third person order type feel but um it's not a groundbreaking gameplay the only thing that's groundbreaking is the axe in my opinion because of the sound effects the the, the 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 ability to use it in different puzzles but that that's it it's not like it's some type of unique thing um the the unique part comes from the story the animation the fights uh, like the actual big moments in the game because there is a lot of big moments and you're like man how the heck did they pull this off without loading or whatever you know it's like the technology drive drove it but they just had to have a good story to, to try to drive the boat and that's what they find through the naughty dog um sweatshop 
So <laughs> I won't call it sweatshop. <laughs> but that naughty yeah. dog, they be pumping and grinding, yo. Because I'm, I'm playing through it right now. I, I waited for a while just because, like, um, personally, I feel like I wanted to give a distance to a lot of Sony games to go into unfair because a lot of people, like, will swear up and down these are the best games ever made. And I mm -hmm. think they're they're really good. And like you said, on the technical level, they are some of the best games ever made. Like it is impressive, like seeing back to back uh, Horizon in this and their PS4 games. And now we're in a completely different generation, but these games still look a lot better than anything that's come out since then. Um, yes, I think with this game, with God of War, they did a good job of modernizing God of War because it was always fun. It was always a lot of action. You got like good boss fights and a lot of abilities and stuff like that. But it didn't have like a deeper story other than, you know, I'm just going to kill a bunch of tough enemies. Um, and so they they took elements from Uncharted. They took some elements kind of like from Dark Souls, like make the combat more slow paced and stuff like that um, to make it more thoughtful instead of being um, like arcadey where you can just spam buttons and stuff. And then with this story and good acting on top of that, it, it makes it feel like a full, complete package. So we have good gameplay that you expect from um, action games. And we also have like a interesting story. Um, so when I started playing it, like I was surprised that, like I knew it was going for the Uncharted and Last of Us portion, like the story stuff. And I kind of thought that maybe it would be like, how to put it? Like boring gameplay, but an interesting story. But the the combat is still, it's not as fast as the old games, but I, it's still doing like similar, um, similar stuff. And like when you get to the first boss fight, it turned into a Dragon Ball Z fight, and y'all, oh yeah, boy, bunch of people fight mountains and stuff so like iconic. that. <laughs> so iconic. And like, oh yeah, and like, oh, so they they kept the the interesting like crazy fights from the old games, but they're adding like a a personal story to it so that is the best of both worlds in a sense uh, i haven't finished it um but so far it's it's really good like i said i don't think the combat is like the greatest like especially like playing it right after sekiro like you can see like the gap between mm -hmm. like all the things you can do but it's um it's more so far more interesting than like what i got from uh like the first last of us like it was okay, but at the end of the day, it was still just third person shooting against like a couple zombies and like people with AK 47. But this, it, it has an upgrade tree and all type of stuff that it's doing to equip different things and try out different buffs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, all that to be said, the people are looking forward to the next game. I think it is going to be a, a hit, definitely. Um, people are going to love it. Uh, if they can just take this template and improve upon it, um, it and it will be like a, a beloved game. Yeah, game of game of the year contender. That's all. I'm, that's all it is. That's that's. Um, and like I said, I I congratulate them for being able to have a vision and execute. Like that is difficult in its own right, and um, having a big budget and like this and um, creating something unique and expansive as this is um they have the ability to take their time you know make it right so um yeah i'm looking forward to it um i think 
I think it's a, one of those games that you shouldn't miss out on. But if you do, it's okay. Nobody, I, I ain't going to beat you over the head about it. Because y'all definitely couldn't do it for Kingdom Hearts. I tried it. It sucks still. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. Sometimes it's I mean, not I ain't saying War is better than Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2 combat is a little crazy, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not saying that you, your opinion should change uh, no, on that. No. I'm saying my opinion ain't changing based off of recommendation as well. So sometimes it just doesn't work out. That's all I'm saying. It's not yeah. that that game was bad or one was better than the other. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and and like like you said, um, since we friends, we talk about stuff a lot, and you tend to like push your friends towards stuff. But like mm -hmm. for me, it, right away with all the Sony games, I feel funny about them because when they come out it's always just just like people fighting and like arguing over these games and i don't know if i can go into the game unbiased and so that's why i felt like i needed to give some distance to horizon yeah. and stuff like that um so i can have my own opinion without thinking about what everybody else said absolutely that makes a that makes a lot of sense too um so yeah but got a date that's the most exciting part. November 8th, around my birthday, I'm going to be turning up. No, November 9th. Uh, so I might take that. I, I told them I was going to take off most of the winter. So I might take off November instead of December. But I think I might take off, well, not the winter, but, you know, those those end of the year months. Because the winter ain't nothing but January, February now because the world is weird <laughs> uh you don't get no snow until january for real for real and then that's gonna be gone by you know halfway through february um but yeah looking forward to it looking forward to it. anything you got on there on god of war i know you said you ain't gonna um play it but anything you got to say Jalen, before we move on uh nah i don't got nothing for god of war all righty all right, Forspoken, another game that got um. So this is a byproduct of God of War being announced. <laughs> they delayed the crap out of Forspoken. Um, this happened the same day. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. It happened the same exact day. Square Enix said, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, we gotta do a quick update here, people. Uh, first book, and need some more polish. We're gonna, uh, we gotta, we gotta push that out to January. They obviously did not want to battle with the uh, with ten thousand gods, so they took off, and now they're coming out January twenty fourth, which is smart. Um, I honestly don't think the game is going to be better because of the delay. I think it's just probably more so strategic than anything. Um, uh, but hopefully we see some better uh, polish, maybe. Um, the only thing I was worried about was that it was going to run like, you know, it's going to have a lot of frame pacing issues, a lot of frame skips, stuff like that. Um, if, if they can fix that, um, yeah, they made a strategic decision. All game is not complete, and development is in the filing polishing phase. Yeah, I, I'll read the whole thing, too. As a result of ongoing discussions with key partners, a.k.a. Sony, Big Dogs at Santa Monica, we have made stra the strategic decision to move the launch date of Forspoken to January 24th of 2023. All game elements are now complete 
and development is in its final polishing phase. Game was ready to come out. We would like to thank you for your continued support and patience on this journey. Your excitement for the game inspires us every day, and we cannot wait to share more about Forspoken with you in later this summer. Um, yeah, this was this was simply a let me get out the way type of situation. This was this was Beyonce dropping and Drake throwing out honestly never mind before it, it happened. Um, this is that is that is what this is. It was basically I, I'm scared. Let me just move because I'm not gonna waste my money on and not getting anything. This is what they should have did with Titanfall too, uh, but they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Any thoughts so for spoken? Have anybody seen gameplay of it? Interested? I know I'm interested a little bit, and um, but more and more I see it, the more and more I'm like it's skippable. But any any mm-hmm. thoughts on for spoken, Jalen or Josh? Uh, nah, I ain't got nothing. Which about you, Josh? Yeah, it, uh, we talked about it before. It looks okay. I have like a lot of questions about it and a lot of worries, but. It's um, coming out at a good time. It's going to be its best chance at success because, like, if it comes out anywhere near God of War, it's it's going to, you know, be bad for them and and fail. Uh, people need to give it a chance. It's a new IP, and like, it, you know, it might have some concerns with the game. Uh, so. Uh, I think that now that it's delayed until hopefully a slower time of the year next year, uh, I'm much more likely to give it a chance. Whereas, like the you know the end of the year can kind of get get busy, so it might have got skipped. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think I I, I don't want to say it's skipped yet, so I'm just I'm gonna just be quiet. Uh, but hopefully, it makes. And they're, they're, the more stuff they show off, the it, it becomes just feel a little bit better than what it is now. It feels pretty generic, and um, they just wanted to show off their engine kind of deal. Um, but we'll see. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was that Dragon Ball Z fan film. There was a fan film that came out by a guy by the name of... Now I'm blanking on his name, but it, the studio was Stray Dog Studios. Um, Nas Pasha is that his name? Nas Pasha, yeah, Nas Pasha. Um, he basically did this all a lot of it on his own. Obviously, the the animation and um the illustr the, the the animation, the drawings, the creating the storyline, all of that was him. He obviously had help from from some voice actors, but um, yeah, uh, I watched it. And I really thought it was really cool. Some of the, definitely the the portion where I mean, I, obviously the, the there there he t- he took some liberties a lot in a lot of different Dragon Ball Z stuff, but um, mo- for the most part, I liked the animation and how they were actually engaging in combat. And um, I thought he I thought he did a little bit. He I think he did a good job with the Vegeta animation. And, and and creating like a, a, a actual sense of a storyline when he first like had Vegeta leave his planet um, and they were kind of talking about it and 
I didn't understand where he was going with that. I didn't honestly. I was like, "What is okay?" So is Vegeta finna come help or he finna come fight? I thought he was. I thought Vegeta was the one boxing with him with the uh, the cape on or whatever. But before I go into all the spoilers or whatever storyline, uh, what was you guys' first impressions of the um, the legend of Dragon Ball Tale by uh, Nas Pasha? Man, I'm always tight, dude. I was just like. Uh, I'm. I mean, I love Dragon Ball Z, obviously. Um, but he still plays Xenoverse. Hey, you see Xenoverse three? Not just fine, but anyhow, they still got uh, content for that game coming out. I know. <laughs> I, that's a whole another discussion. But um, I mean, I I thought it was sweet. Like when I had looked at it, um, and I like how he did. Like he didn't call it, like Dragon Ball Z. He called it like something else. Because, like, I mean, he took the story from what was happening in the show and then he just, like, diverted and went to, like, a um, like a different route. Um, obviously, everybody loved Broly, so I thought it was cool that they that he put him in there. Um, but I just liked it to spin and stuff. Like you said, Vegeta came in and I just I just thought all that was tight. Like, even, like, some of the, like, the transformation stuff, how Vegeta is using the, the little, like, energy, like, key sword thingy and... Oh, yeah. Even Vegito looking stuff like that, I'm like the little transformations. Like he had the the Super Saiyan there, but it ain't. It wasn't like the ordinary Super Saiyan that we like used to and stuff like that. So he put his own little spin on it. And then when I seen, obviously it's gonna be a little bit of spoiler when he go into like when Goku transformed, they he tied him more to like what he based off like uh, Sun Wukong. So um, I thought all that was like pretty interesting and stuff like that and i thought all the animation and stuff was clean i'm like hey, they need to hire him but obviously it took him years to make that little, what seven minute video but it was it was tight man i i, I really enjoyed it I, I like to see more people do stuff like that because it didn't feel like a rehash of animation of like what you know what i'm saying they they take a scene and they reanimate it. you know what i'm saying they ain't do that they he did something completely different like the storyboard and all that type of stuff and um, you know, I was like, I was talking to my friend about it today. He was like, man, I'm going to support that dude and send him some bread just because like, you know, he did his, he did his thing with that. And it's like a real tribute for like the, uh, Toriyama and everybody else in the DBZ community. And mm-hmm. they need to hire that dude, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you know. No, he so. did his thing, bro. He, and, and, and I think he said it was like, took him four years or something like that to like really kind of create. The, that 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 amount, and I was just like, man, it just shows you how how much they really be pushing people, and that's why they be doing those stretchy animation. <laughs> yeah. They be pushing people to kind of create this stuff, and yeah, it was pretty dope. Um, uh, what's your thoughts, Josh? Did you did you take a look at it? I don't. I think it was a little bit different for you. Uh, no, I, I watched it. Um, I was saying I I didn't finish all of it, but I did see. Um, like once Vegeta got there and a little bit of a uh, with Goku overall my impression was pretty much the same I thought that it was really good for uh, like a fan uh, film because like when you first see it and see how good it is you think like it's a trailer for something like official with just like the quality mm. um, I like it and I can definitely understand like how somebody who loves Dragon Ball Z can like put the time into that because it it reminds me of Dragon Ball Z, um, like 
obviously that you know it takes place during during mosey time but it reminds me of during mosey's like style mm-hmm. and a lot of people miss that style because super and everything else since then is is different um with like the animation how the fights are animated and stuff like that um you know it's a different style it's a different time now people kind of expect different things but the old older Dragon Ball Z style where it looks like very um the animation is very erratic or like you um you know you see a lot of black lines and things like that that helps put the intensity into the fight and like the um you know characters emotions and things like that so i think he mastered that and it it wasn't an exact copy of Toriyama's style either um and if you know we may never see anything like that from official Dragon Ball Z but when we have like talented people like this with the eye from it you wish that they are able to you know get a small project to work on officially and see what they can do um we'll see what's the dude that did Sonic Mania Jalen um forget his name but he started the the guy that directed Sonic Mania started as like a Sonic fan he worked on like Sonic mods and stuff like that and his stuff was just so good that Sega got in contact with him and he made arguably the best Sonic game ever made. So um hopefully this guy has uh some some opportunities lined up in the future. Yeah, that'd be smooth. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was definitely a um a pretty well polished um fan fan film. So um I had talked to him, man. I think um, having some dedication behind anything is awesome and amazing. But you know, to kind of see your um, project being being um, held up there in high regard as much as it is right now, and the support um, that whole nine thousand part, and I'm always like bouncing back and forth, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, crack. Oh like, yeah, he going crazy. So. Um, it's just a whole bunch of stuff like that. It's just cool to see, and um, hopefully he kind of makes something out of it. I think um, he can, especially with the, the amount of support that it's been seen. Um, it's, it's, it's staggering. So, yeah, I think right now it's at like 3 million, 3.6 million, and it came out July 6th. So <laughs> that, mug, that mug is up there, you know. Um and I think people are really noticing. So that's 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 so cool to see when your like life work or your time and effort is like paying off. You getting some you getting something back from it. Um, but that's pretty much it for that portion. I want to talk about um, Bandai Namco, um, which is just some real cool community stuff. Um, if you ever heard of the tale of Let Me Solo Her, um, it basically is the guy that's been running around killing Melania for all of the. Um, the ones that can't really get all the way good, he helps them. So, um, uh, he, I think, fought her over a thousand times, if I'm not mistaken, Josh. Um, and mm-hmm. they essentially sent him out a um, one of the special editions. It's I I, I don't want to say it's because what he has had in it obviously it was congratulations and it actually showed his name. Let me solo her, and it was telling him. Um, you know, great accomplishment and how many things you killed. And they actually have an image of what he usually wears. It's basically naked with a jar head. And, um, <laughs> and they sent them over the sword and like the special edition. Um, 
Um, and it, I think it's just really cool to, I think it said 11 out of 40. So um, I know it's not that many of them that was made. I just don't know if it was like something that people could actually buy or if it was meant to be only for, you know, developers and stuff like that. But whatever the case may be, this thing was sent out to him as a gift. And um, just it just shows that they're kind of tapped into their community. Even if you don't think they are, they kind of are. Um, I don't believe this individual was, um, you know, looking for anything or anything like that. He was just kind of trying to do it. He came infamous for just being someone that could really kill Melania really easily. And she's like one of the hardest bosses in the game. Um, so it's cool to see that they're tapped in. What's your um, guys' thoughts on it? And did you kind of, um, I guess, I, I, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on it? Because I don't want to go too deep. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's pretty cool because, uh, like you said, he he was just in the game, got really good at fighting her, and um, helps out people in the community to just go into the fight together. You know, he'll help you beat her because she is one of the hardest bosses. And I think for a lot of people, she's you know some some players might not actually be able to beat her yeah. <laughs> ever, uh, and so this this helps out a lot. And he just had made his fame off that. Like you said, I don't think he was expecting anything, but they congratulated him. And that's that's good because I think a lot of the Souls community doesn't get uh, recognition because like, they be putting together guides and walkthroughs and like the whole wiki yeah. and stuff like that. And like the community has like brought these games to popularity, I would say. Um, more yeah. than the games themselves so they did the work that from yeah. software never would do like they would never explain everything like they <laughs> did so yeah. this is this is the, this is the community's work and to see someone from the community um be rewarded in that way is very nice and um now we just a no you know a, a, a code to early access you know in a, in a really genuine and thought out way you know so that's really yeah. cool um I would like to see this with other companies as well. Cause I know the community sometimes drives these companies to success. Um, there's plenty of times where I've seen a game not really get much recognition. And then all of a sudden it's getting recognized everywhere because someone decided to play it. Something that have similar to Among Us. I would love to have seen them give back to the streamers that was, you know, doing the work to kind of make their game popular. Uh, because simply enough, the game was fun on its own, but really what made it unique was the streams and the engagement of how the game was played by different communities. So I always advocate for that. Um, you can't sell a product without a salesman. And sometimes these streamers and these com communities are the salesmen. Uh, sometimes you have, you know, large individuals or even people, friends that's, that are, are advocating for certain games. Um, so it's really cool to see when the community engages in that way. Um, any, any thoughts around this Jayla before we move on? Jay Beasel. Uh, my bad. I was muted. Um, nah, I was saying, I think, uh, all that stuff is cool. And, um, I didn't really have so much to say about him, like fighting, like millennia and all that type of stuff. Cause I didn't play the game or I, I didn't get to her so but um I just thought it was interesting that you said that this is going a little bit on a tangent that um you need these people to like like promote your stuff or whatever and yeah. 
Um, I think social media is showing us a lot of that too. Like a lot of places getting away from like ads and stuff or like clothing and stuff. They're sad. They just think it's it's cheaper to take a picture, put it on Instagram or whatever, instead of um, you know putting like a sponsor ad and like doing like a TV thing or whatever. Yeah. So um, and that's just further pushing that point that. You know, they'd buy you would get 15 percent off this code if you use such and such code because this person is taking pictures with it. We get him some of that bread, like break him off some of that bread. And then we get in publicity. We get in like salesmen, all that. Yeah. Brand ambassadors, all that type of stuff. A macro macro influencer, because you we know you. We know Deontay. We know BCD universe. He's selling the stuff and he's giving all these things and he got this much people following him. So, um I just thought, like, when you had said that, that was a little bit more interesting. And I, I totally agree that the streamers and stuff should. I mean, they, they pushing these games and some of this media and stuff for these people. So it's like, I mean, you you got to do something, like, to support them and stuff. So I think it's cool that FromSoft did what they did for the um, old boy because, you know. Yeah, it just um, shows that they're integral. Yeah, it shows that they are, they're, they're, they're in some way, in shape or form, uh, in, intertwine with the community so it always great pr and i mean it's great that he even if he didn't show it and he just said i, I got something from them that's cool too but um it's just a way for them to kind of really showcase that they care about um that type of stuff um so yeah great business move even if they don't care it's great because it kind of showcases it at least puts on a perception of that <laughs> i don't want to always uh be the um Debbie Downer, but I mean they could be pretending, but you know who cares? They they still did it. Um, but <clears throat> next topic I want to talk about was Fall Guys, and this is another game that kind of really died on um, the streams, um, but in streamers, hey, uh, but Fall Guys has reached fifty million players since going free to play. It's going back to its popularity. Um, do you think? Is it because 50 million players is a lot. That's a lot of players, regardless of what we think. Um, do you think it's going to get back to where the craze it was, where everybody was talking about it? Or do you think um, it's now free to play? People want to play it, but it's never going to get to that level that remember like when when it first came out it was such a buzz it was like it was like this 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 huge buzz around it where everyone wanted to play it and try it out in some way and then they had friends that said hey try this game out and see if we have fun in it um now that it's free to play and you can play i think it's i think it's cross platform now if i'm not mistaken um what what do you think do you think this is this is going to make a make a comeback for this game or at least it's going to have its market now i i don't know if it'll ever get as big as a fortnite but um it could have i think that was the missed opportunity it could have um just like among us it could have but they didn't do the right things they didn't write do the right like they didn't they didn't have the epic games backing because fortnite could have been fortnite and it could have fell off but it didn't and it was certain particular things that happened to make it not happen, make it not fall off. It's reached 50 million players. It's free to play. What are we thinking? Um, 
No, I mean, I say no. It's not ever going to be the number one game on Twitch, stuff like that again. But I think it's so successful now, it doesn't need to because, like, um, I'll put it like the number one games have to do a lot to stay in that spot. And those uh, Among Us and um, Fall Guys are, are from small studios, they didn't have like big backing and things like that. And so it's kind of they were never able to gonna stay on top. And that's that's mm. fair, but they've become so popular, more popular than they ever thought they would be. Um, it's good, and at this point, as long as they can keep their lobbies filled, it doesn't matter because people are going to keep showing up, and it kind of can become one of those. I don't know what they're called, but it's like one of those. It's not a party game, but it's like it's just one of those games that exist, and you just show up for it because of what it does like um monopoly like it's you know that's a family game it monopoly doesn't have to do anything special it's just always going to be on in your library of games that you're going to just go back to and play at some point and if this can occupy that space like tetris I'm, I'm, you know i just feel like playing it um that's good uh i think they have what microtransactions and stuff like that people are, can always just keep coming back to it for me, I haven't played it in, in forever since it launched, um, but I think that there's easily like, you know, kids or families or whoever that just want to jump on with like their friends and play for a little bit. And it being free to play, that's just going to keep, give it life over the next five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm, I'm looking at Twitch as we talk and I'm seeing that... Uh, it's probably it's um it's sitting at a number two game on Twitch right now for for um for viewers right viewership um it's beating out Apex by just a thousand views and then it's beating out Fortnite by an additional twenty thousand so um and then Valorant sitting at one hundred ninety two and I think that's just because Schrode is playing uh but yeah. These games, um, I don't know. I think uh, I think you're right in that aspect that if the backing of it, they make enough money. They they'll be alright. Um, it don't need to be the best, biggest game in the world, and maybe even maybe that's a strategy in itself. You know, making very like five smaller games, like using the money that they earn from this one, and make another game that's like similar in a way, or maybe even bringing it to mobile. Um, will allow it to kind of have more legs and um, create a more, um, sh- uh, you know, revenue for the company. Um, it doesn't have to be a Fortnite to make that much money. Fortnite spends a lot of money just trying to stay on top, trying to stay active, trying to stay um, in relevant in everyone's eyes. That sometimes maybe that's like um, not the best strategy, especially when you don't have the backing or the money of that of that type of caliber. Yeah. So, I think for small budget games, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to do that, like you said. Because, like, Rocket League, again, didn't have a big budget, but it just became so popular that it was paying, like, for so much but, stuff. Because yeah. uh, who bought Rocket League? Was it Epic? I think yeah, they bought that, Epic too. Like like you said, they want to have all these cheaper games, even the maintenance to, like, keep them online and add new content is fairly cheap. But they're making millions on millions every day. That is just worth it uh, to keep them around, right? And I think, um, I think, I think it's interesting. So 
uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I want to say Fall Guys fell off, but at the same time, it found its place, so that's fine. It, it did both. <laughs> Anything on Fall Guys, uh, Jalen? You gonna jump back in? <clears throat> uh, not, not for real. For real. I mean, I, I thought it's funny that you brought it up because I was playing it today. <laughs> 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 but I was pointing at my nephew, and he thought it was just the amazing game and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's gonna go back to where it was. I think it can. It has the potential to stay relevant for a long time. It's an easy get in game. You don't gotta. You said what? Uh, sorry to interrupt. You can finish that. Uh no. I was just saying, like, it's easy to get into. Like, it's a simple game. Like, um. I played it with some friends before. They thought it was just cool that, you know, they don't really play games and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's just a real quick turnaround. It's rewarding when you win. It's, you know, it got some uh, comedic portions to it, um, especially if you, like, party up with some friends and stuff, too. So, yeah. um, but I don't... I'm going to play right it, now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to get in. You know what I'm saying? Because I was going to say, like, I, I don't think it fell off, but, like, especially because, like, I think Fall Guys um, is, like, I don't know if it has more clout, but it's it's been better than the last few Mario Party drops. And, like, Mario Party used to be that game that Fall Guys, Fall Guys is. Ah, uh, yeah. That is yeah, Mario Party got true. way too convoluted. Like, you can't just get in and get out and set everything up. You can party up and just have some fun with your friends real yeah, quick. And it, just... it barely has online, and you can't party up online. Or if there's online, there's no voice chat and all this stuff. And we're like, Fall Guys gets rid of all of that, has all the infrastructure it needs. It's fun, straight to the point, and it's free. And they continuously update it. And it's like, and there, there's no game to compete to Mario Kart like that but like there probably could be a game that comes out in the next few years that does mario kart but better because it has a better online than nintendo it just pops off so anyways yeah fall guys i think it found a good spot and it it has no competition right now what do y'all think about among us do you think it's the wave has ended for among us or no uh I think it has a some capacity. I know they're still doing updates and stuff on it, but it just Among Us got too much. Like you, you can okay, you can easily get in and out of the game of Among Us, but it's not as simple as as Far Guys, and it's a lot of idle time in Among Us. Right, you play a match, you get killed off jump, and then now people just texting to try to figure out who it is. Sometimes you can set something up where people got voices and stuff like that, but it just it, it can it can get annoying sometimes, like pretty quickly. And then sometimes people don't want to be an imposter. Sometimes people do want to be an imposter. And it just kind of Fall Guys a lot more simpler. You just get in the game and y'all basically just jump in and move around. You you use the stick and then you just jump around. Like among us, you do tasks and stuff. Sometimes the tasks get annoying. Like it ain't as simple as Fall Guys. And I. I enjoy Among Us because of the people I was playing with, but why play Among Us by myself with some randos? Absolutely not. Um, you got people trolling and stuff. That's an environment where people can easily troll just because of the stakes on there. Versus a uh, Fall Guys, I mean, you can, people can grab you and stuff like that. Like, but it's limited with the trolling and stuff like that. And it's just again simpler to get into. Like it's just way simple. Like you ain't got to do much. 
No, I agree. Yeah, you too. Yeah. I, I think that because it was just like a, a free phone game that people can pick up, it, it will always like be around because like people can just randomly pick it up and play it with friends. But as far as like its overall success, I feel like Fortnite has like eaten their lunch because, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they aped it pretty, pretty quick. And if you play the mole, it's it's the exact same thing, but it also has all the Fortnite benefits. You can use your own characters you can use your own emotes, blah, blah, blah. It has built in um, party infrastructure and all that you can earn xp towards the battle Wait, pass fortnite so... stole their stuff and put it in their game yeah i had no idea that that happened oh, oh yeah they got it, a game it was it was quick it because like uh it came out and it was you know super popular for about uh a month but like i think exactly within a month uh fortnite came out with a i think it's called imposter mode or something and it's literally uh fall guys you are dropped in like a spaceship or whatever. Oh, you mean uh, everybody go around do tasks? I mean, not not fall guys. My bad. Um, Among us. us, yeah, yeah. You you dropped in a ship. Everybody do the tasks. You pick out the imposters. You and all that extra stuff. So they, I feel like they ate Among Us lunch. <laughs> Dang, I know. Mm, yeah, that's crazy. I ain't know that either. That's I know that 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 makes a lot of sense of why it's you know lacking, but. Um, wow. <laughs> Just a wow. Uh, that's interesting. Um, Bungie's working on, the, um, mobile destiny. Um, that's not really news to me, honestly. Uh, I would, I could see that coming. I don't, I think it's a way too late, but, um, any thoughts on the Bungie reportedly working on a destiny mobile game? Nah, that's not yeah, what's that thought? Yeah, what's that thought? What's that thought? That's that's how we rocking now, guys. I'm sorry. That's how uh, we rocking now. I'll be honest. I feel like they doing it for the money, but it doesn't yeah. make sense because yeah, it Destiny is one of those games where you want to have access to your whole library and access yes. to everything over the whole past two generations. So if it's a separate mobile game, I feel like that defeats the whole purpose of it. Mm-hmm. At best, it would just be like being able to play your existing character on mobile, but it's not going to be that. So I don't really see the whole point of it. Yeah. Whereas like Apex Mobile, it, it's kind of weird too, but at least it's offering something unique, like it's third person and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I don't really see the point of Destiny Mobile. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'm sure that- they don't either. Nah, I think that, I think that's cash grab. Uh, maybe that's something that they wanted to um, wanted to you know provide. That's probably something they sold to Sony, so now they gotta put it out. So you know they just got bought for a good for a good price. So, um, and then my lastly, I think it was gonna be my hero Academia. Uh, they're coming out with a battle royale game. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like a well, it's Battle Royale 3v3. It's supposed to be like kind of, it's supposed to be like combat. Um, and it's going to have that element, maybe like some Apex style stuff. But uh, yeah, it's by Bandai Namco. It's a large open arenas. Um, and it's 3v3. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know about this, but um, it could be cool. I just never seen mm-hmm. Bandai do anything that made anything cool, to be honest. Um, they really kind of blow it most of the time. But What you mean? You don't like the Marina Fighter they be coming out with for every anime? Nah, I used to. I used to like the Ninja ones. When they first came out, I used to like the Naruto ones, but um, they started just doing it with everything, so it was not good. I would think they would do more polish to Demon Slayer, which they tried, but it was just more of the same. They kind of like got it to the level of a Naruto game and like left it. But I'm like, Demon Slayer is so popular. I don't know how you could miss. I mean, it's a seven out of ten game technically. That's what they you know gave it. But I don't know. I just think um, Battle Royale ain't for everybody and and for everything. And um, we'll see. I have been enjoying... I played, like, three matches of that one game that came out, Josh. Um, it was, like, the the, the Chinese um, Battle Royale. Yeah. Whatever. I liked some of part, aspects of it. I thought it was pretty cool, like, the combat. But at the same time, I thought it was gimmicky and, like, it can, you can gank people. Um, yeah. It, wasn't, it didn't feel as if it was, like, really um, structured properly or, like, felt really rewarding to beat someone because it was just like us jumping people. That was it. So yeah. it wasn't like they were having like a Sekiro showdown where you, you can use your, you know, combat and really beat people. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say I wanted to try it out. I haven't played it yet, but I might give it a try. But I think that um, I'm not going to play the My Heroes game, but I think it's cool for uh, Melee um battle royales to keep coming out because um there's not i don't think enough of them because it was one uh like spell break where you it's third person you like throw fireballs at people and blizzard just bought them um so that's good for them but more games like that would be cool but there was one that had a beta recently Uh, i'll try to find the name but it was a a wrestling battle royale and it's like, you know, you're in a big city and you can get on top of a building and like grab somebody and like suplex them off the building and stuff like that. And it looks fun and creative. And like, I think that's good for the genre Ooh. and not everybody just like copying like a PUBG style game. Right. Um, so, you know, my hero is going to find niche, its niche uh, audience, but hopefully these other games can like be experimental and like find like success. Yeah, that, I I think that's the 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 key there. It's just trying to, yeah, as you stated, it's trying to find success in these games. Um, I think uh, it, there there could be a a pretty cool market for it, and I think people might be excited for the right game. Um, especially if it's three v three and you're kind of really, you're really you're really you're really competing. Like, I don't I I don't want to go the four honor route. To be honest, the four honor route is it had a it, it had got a lot of things right, but it also got um, some things wrong. Um, if that was like Battle Royale esque, I don't know. Um, maybe yeah, it might have been funny if it was a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, it, it at least the randomization makes the fights different. You know, like okay, yeah, you're gonna be fighting like the the big uh the one lady with the sword. I forget her name now. The one that was working everybody, but um. You're gonna be fighting her, her, her playstyle, but she doesn't have that sword. Maybe she has like a spear because that's what she was able to find. 
like bringing that randomization element into the game could help in its longevity and also um, being able to, you know, showcase that it, it could be a little bit different. So, yeah. Um, it's called uh, Rumbleverse, by the way. Rumbleverse? Yeah. The wrestling uh, battle royale game. <laughs> Uh, have we talked? I think we we'll talk about Monty versus next time. We we talked about it already, but I I haven't played it or anything, so um, mm. that's the expectation is to kind of play it um, soon. Hopefully, I don't know if it's coming out anytime soon, but I wanted to try it Monty versus. But yeah, that's pretty much the show. Um, I wanted to mention that um, right now Mass Effect Legendary Edition is free for Prime Day. If you um, you go on Amazon. Um, I don't really know how to redeem it yet, um, but at this point, it's supposed to be free. So check it out um, and how to redeem that. And that, that's pretty cool. That they're giving away some games. They're also giving away. Um, there's like two other games they're giving away. There was that was Mass Effect. Um, Grid Legends. Are they giving away Grid Legends? Yes. Amazon is giving out the racing games. Grid Legends and Need for Speed Heat. Heat was the newer one that came out. So I might pick up all of them because they're free. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, but thanks for listening. If you got to this end of the uh, episode, I really appreciate you as always. Um, you're the real MVP here. Uh, but thanks for listening. Anything you guys want to say before we get up out of here? Uh-huh. Not this uh-huh. one. <laughs> I said, oh, we got real no. quiet, real quiet. No, that's, Man, no. that's the podcast. This was, no. uh, was this 50? Oh, shout out to the 50, boy. This is the 50. <laughs> uh, shout out to 50 episodes. That's crazy. Um, We have been doing it for quite Most of them was on time. Most of them was on time. <laughs> Uh, some of them were not, but don't judge us. We just human. Uh, that's what we need. A little bit more, um, honesty in our, uh, inability to be perfect. Stop, stop thinking everything perfect people. But yeah, this is, it's episode 50. It's been a long, hard journey. Uh, I remember the first episode, like it was yesterday. And then we got the Square Enix boys. That's when you got the, the whole, the whole story about how the Square Enix fanboy started. But, um, Yeah. We got some history up in here. But um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening, uh, especially if you listen to all 50 episodes. That's crazy. Because uh, some of them was a doozy. But thanks for listening. Uh, we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Peace.